you couldn't find a person who would say like, you know what I absolutely love is I just love surviving. You know, I don't know about that actually. <laughs> well, no, because even somebody like who enjoys going out into the wild and just like like they're doing that in contrast to a civilization where it's easier to meet their own needs. You know, mm. like just surviving. You know, in the wild, left to your own devices, you just have to not get eaten. Or you have to not die via predation. Th there's no thrill to that outside of the juxtaposition against what we currently live. You know, so I like how you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who just thinks that like survival, basic survival is thrilling or meaningful outside of, again, the contrast against what other people find meaningful or what definition of meaning they have found outside of that or seen other people grasp outside of that. But they would find a comfort potentially, you know, like, like yeah. this is something Devery and I have talked about a lot with, I was um, going to say it too. Yep. <laughs> no, just with, um, with like going on tour and stuff, this is something that like, there is a very simple comfort to the fact that all I have to do in this moment as a human being is make sure that I don't get food poisoning or make sure that I drive this distance in this amount of time. And sometimes I wonder if that's part of the appeal. And I, I mean, I have heard certain accounts where it is, but I guess I wonder how generalizable that appeal is across people who say like live in a cabin or something. I think there's definitely some who exist purely in contrast to the more quote unquote civilized world. But I think there's some too that just they, they're in low power mode, you know, like they just kind of want to have their existence be simple like that. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It just sort of violates some of the different social contracts we sign against our will. It's, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's I think it's not quite a rejection of societal meaning to me, but it's, I don't know, it kind of is. It's kind of that, but also it's kind of, I mean, we've said it a lot too. A lot of it has to do with our anxieties, but we're constantly anxious all the time. But when we're in tour mode or survival mode, that our anxiety has a place to funnel. And so we're yeah. actually just in normal human mode in comparison to other people. Yeah. I would say like to go along with my previous point in a way, isn't simplicity the act of unlearning complexity? Yeah, that's a good quote. Did you just <laughs> make that up now? Yeah. That's Let's a good on a t-shirt. Um, yeah. Oh, we should make shirts. We can make uh, hats and, and bags and yeah. <laughs> basic stitch embroidery co. <laughs> no, it's still, can you say that again? Isn't simplicity, in the way that you're talking about it, the act of unlearning compl complexity or a disregard for the complexity that you have been taught to embrace? Yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah, it, it reminds me of that Picasso quote that I'm, I'm going to butcher the shit out of, but something like it took took me 10 years to learn how to paint like an expert in a mm -hmm. lifetime to remember how to paint like a child or something like that. Mm -hmm. That can totally apply here, like that kind of thing that there is. But for me, sometimes it's almost like the, it just feels like an exhale, you know, mm -hmm. like, like how Devery mentioned the anxiety, like it, if it's really kind of clinicized like that, it, it can definitely be like, all right, like the anxiety just, it snaps into place. Like it gives me this ability to think 15 steps ahead and like be cool under pressure, whereas I'm freaking out at it cocktail party like that sort of the the scales tip the right way but mm -hmm. on the other hand it's almost like this permission to like reduce my meaning to just the moment to moment to just it's it forces you to be mindful and 
maybe it's just the way that I'm wired or the way Devery's wired, but like that very quickly becomes philosophical. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's enough, you know, and it's just, there's, there's a beauty to that simplicity for me. And I don't know if I could do it forever. That's the one caveat here is like, I don't know if the short term of each time I've experienced this, I mean, relatively short, at least, I don't know if that factors in. Cause I don't know if I'd go insane if I had to do that for years on end. Like if I was like, okay, I'm going to take the reasons why I love tour and I'm going to go live in a cabin in the middle of Alaska and do the Chris McCandless thing in the, mm-hmm. the bus. So I'll just drive this car until I beach it in a snowbank and like, well, I hope you don't do that. Yeah. well, <laughs> But I don't think I'd like it. I think I'd go insane. Like I like the contrast. I think you'd die. But I need to be reminded. Well, I would absolutely die. Yeah. Very weak. That's not the concern here. <laughs> he was pretty prepared. He died pretty quick. <laughs> you know, I'd go right for the potato seeds. Yeah, of course. It's, I would see, oh, hey, there's potatoes. They look so similar to the other things. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, yeah, it would not last long in a wilderness setting. Mm. No, me yeah. neither. <laughs> so there's this thing called the Sedona Method. It's a book, actually. I don't remember the name of the author, but we've been talking about it on the um, in the liturgists' meeting meetings that I attend. And it's basically, I, well, I can't speak to the fullness of it because I haven't read the book. But what I've heard from Michael Gunger talking about it is, it has to do with you know checking in with yourself. What are you feeling right now? Put a name to that feeling, or maybe maybe you don't even need to put a name to it, but really try to feel it to its fullness. And then ask yourself how willing you are to let it go. Mm-hmm. And then how simple it would be to let it go. And to practice this. Hold your breath. Really hold it. And then exhale. And this is what made me think of it as like you saying, like it's, it's, it's an exhalation. And it's way easier to let go of breath than to hold breath. Here's another mm-hmm. exercise. Tense up every muscle in your body. Or maybe not every muscle, but just a few of them. And hold that tension and really feel where that tension is. And then stop tensing. Mm. And isn't it way easier to not hold any tension? I acknowledge that it should be, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, un- that's simplicity as a form of unlearning complexity. That is peace as a form of unlearning conflict. That is relaxation as a form of unlearning tension. I don't even know if relaxation is the right word, but that's kind of what I hear is that like that as a sense of relief only exists in contrast to the sense of tension. Mm. A respite only exists in contrast to chaos. And that's what I think, that's what I meant by the, uh, the duration of some of these experiences, like the duration of a tour or something, like the first one Devery and I went on was like six weeks or five weeks or something, and it was it was one of the most profound realizations I've had in one of those settings about this. But I realized, too, that th- there's kind of a, like an osmosis to it, you know, like I run away from the complexity of my kind of homebound life and go do that, and, I, and it, it looks simple and it looks simple and it feels good. And I'm trading different kinds of hardships for those old kinds of hardships and stuff. But then at a certain point, you know, you get tired or you get curious or whatever. And it's, you start wondering about the complexity again, like what's all that going on over there. And then, and they almost, I've just noticed on average throughout my life, those things need each other. And the issue hasn't been that I'm 
not supposed to be a person who lives in one place or that I'm not supposed to be a person who goes on tour. It's just that I've never really given myself the space to kind of respect both parts of me fully. Mm. And when I allow that to happen, I am infinitely more happy in each setting and I'm more fulfilled and they each sort of charge me up. But if those things go out of whack, it's a horror show. Mm. Like I'm a nightmare. And I think that's because society and what we've like constructed for ourselves as a society doesn't allow that. You're not supposed to be able to have these two things. For good reason. Society would crumble if more than the appointed number of people did things like this. I mean, I guess. It, only because we constructed a society to exist this way. If we hadn't right. constructed it this way, it wouldn't have. And then we wouldn't be quite the virus that we are. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah.